today on the Dynasty Rewind, RIP Kirk Cousins. Hopefully not your fantasy teams. Starting now. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business. Joined, as always, by my faithful co-host and Kirk Cousins roster-er, uh, Nate the Professor Christian. Nate, what's up? Mike, Mike, another good week in Scott Fishbowl, but Kirk Cousins has been carrying my team. Hmm. What What is the future for my team without Kirk Cousins? My only other quarterback is Sam Howell. I was playing it loose. I was playing it risky. It's all coming crashing down. Let's see if I can figure something out. I mean, Trey Lance is he was on my bench at one point, but I dropped him a while ago. Well, hey, this is this is a good message. Um, I've tell, been telling people depth is the most important thing for fantasy. Keep playing that waiver wire. There is an example. I started PJ Walker over Mac Jones in one spot last week. That was actually uh points-wise beneficial to me. I did not win that matchup, but not because of that. That starts it, but um, keep keep your eyes open on the waiver wire. See if Jameis Winston's out there. The rumor as of right now, we're mm. recording this a day early. Um, going to do some Halloween stuff tomorrow. Uh, but the rumor is that Jameis Winston might be on the move to Minnesota. So, Nate, maybe I'd go put a claim in on him now if you got room. Yeah. Um, might as well, right? See what's out there. You should have to submit your waiver claims till after the trade deadline anyway because your league should hopefully run their waivers on Wednesday. So you'll at least get to see it all play out before you have to make your waiver claim. That is true. And again, it's very important. Know your league settings. Don't come crying to the commissioner because you don't know your league settings. But I can tell you one thing right now, Nate, and that is this. Know your settings before it's too late. And let's talk about some players we're going to buy and sell. Before it's too late and of course we're going to tell you the who the what the why and most importantly the cost nate let's kick it off with you i'm not gonna lie I'm kind of surprised here but who do you got yeah this is a guy i somehow end up buying into every single year because he continues to produce good numbers and that's dak prescott um you know we were just talking about kirk Cousins, someone who's constantly produced great fantasy football numbers but gets a lot of hate dak prescott's pretty similar um only the quarterback 15 right now in points per game. I don't recommend, you know, having Dak Prescott as the number one quarterback on your team if you're a contending team. But Dak Prescott's one of the best quarterback twos I think you can have on your team for value. Uh, to right now, a top five quarterback in EPA per play. That's expected points added per play. It's a metric that the nerds came up with to measure, you know, how many points you attribute to with your team. Well, He's top five right now up there with Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, Tua Tagovailoa, and Patrick Mahomes. So Dak Prescott playing really good right now. Hasn't had to produce a ton until this past weekend because the defense has played so well. Um, but look, when he needs to do it, he can do it. We saw it with C.D. Lamb. He's got a bona fide star um, stud as a wide receiver one. So I, I like everything about Dak. He's got the long contract. You know, the fans always get – on Dak, but he's in a secure situation, I believe. I, I take, the team is committed to him, and he is a good quarterback. He's not someone you're going to replace very easily. So I'm always about buying Dak Prescott. He's got a very favorable schedule coming up. Um, some teams that won't be quite as easy for the defense just to destroy, so um, less games where he's going to you know, not be counting for points. 
So Dak Prescott should have a good rest of the season. I like what he's got. He's a good quarterback too for your team. Right now you can pick him up for a 2024 first, only 30 years old. So you get plenty of, you know, dynasty value out of that. Jacoby Myers in the early second. I saw that. I mean, early third. Jacoby Myers in the early third, Mike. I saw that happen on the DLF trade finder. I would pay up to a second for a quarterback too. Isn't that ridiculous? This is what I'm talking about with Dak Prescott. There's always value with Dak because everyone just devalues Dak because he's the Cowboys. It's, 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 yeah. Jerry Jones is everything. But go out there. Name value doesn't matter when we're looking at points at the end of the day. Isaiah Pacheco, you can possibly flip for Dak Prescott right now. You know, I, he's a great quarterback, too, for value. Yeah, I like that. And the, the fact of the matter is you're always going to be under a microscope when you are the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. That's just how it was. It was Aikman. It was Romo. It was Quincy Jones for a while. For those of Vinny Testaverde, Drew Bledsoe for a little bit. <laughs> I'm older, in case you're wondering, everybody, I've seen it all. And look, Dax cut down on the interceptions this year. I don't hate this. I just have one question before we move on. If you always buy into Dak every year, why not just stay in on him? Well, I, I usually do, but I just fill out my quarterback two spot with Dak with a new team every year, it seems. Okay. Yeah. Nice. That works. works. I mean, look, quarterback twos are important. And like we were talking about, depth is the most important thing, in my opinion, to winning championships. Also going after Gardner Minshew if I need a quarterback right now. I don't hate that. You get him for like a third round pick and he's been, you know, I think a top 10 quarterback, you know, over the last three weeks. I don't think they're going to pull the plug on Gardner Minshew the rest of the season. You know, Shane Steichen's first year there. They want to see what they have with the rest of the team. Gardner Minshew is good enough to see what they have in these other guys. Okay. Um, I don't hate that too. If you can hit Gardner for a third, I love that. Um, all right, so let's move on. My guy, Cortland Sutton, wide receiver for the Denver Broncos. Nate, do you? Rem- I'm buying him. By the way, I should okay. have prefaced that. Do you remember before the season when everybody was saying sell Cortland Sutton? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't a fan of Cortland Sutton, but at the beginning of the season, I'm not sure if there was even that much value to sell on. Yeah. It's true. Everyone was just trying to get him off the rosters. They didn't yeah. like the guy for whatever reason. I don't understand why. We've seen in the past Russell Wilson support two wide receivers. He did it in Seattle. And look, his first year wasn't great in Denver. Starting to come around a little bit here in year two. They just beat the Kansas City Chiefs last week, and they trolled them on the way out. Love a good troll job. But look, three touchdowns in the last three games, and that spanned 12 catches, 151 yards, and three touchdowns. He's appearing to be... The team's wide receiver one, even though Jerry Judy is there. Most people are saying sell him. I think I flipped the narrative. I said, well, if you're selling, why not buy him for cheap? But look, you got to buy him now. Because right now, I also think a big part of it is, too, a lot of people don't want too many parts of the Denver offense. It's fair. Yeah. But it's actually not been that bad. The Broncos as a whole has been bad. But the offense hasn't actually been that bad. Russell Wilson's, I believe, a top 15 quarterback so far this season. Did you see the stat comparison somebody made? I saw it on Twitter. They put Mahomes and um, Russell Wilson stats side by side. And in a lot of categories, Russell Wilson stats were better. So, you know, guys, this is really important. We I always preach depth. We always say we don't hate players, we hate values. But yep. you got to really look subjectively. Sometimes big names isn't always better. Um, but I would try to get him for a second. Look, people were screaming sell. So, look, try to get him cheap. I would do staggered seconds, a 24 and a 25 if I had to. And if I feel like he's the guy that's going to help me do a push, if it's a projected late first, you could do worse. Okay. If he finishes the season strong, you could probably recoup that in the offseason, flip and keep going. Mm, hey, not you can, first, Mike, but 
You're not feeling for, Hey, you know, sometimes, sometimes that's what it takes. Right. Sometimes, sometimes you sounded very, very hesitant. You got to ask yourself one question then, Nate. You have fire in your gut. <laughs> there Thank it is. You, Jonathan Gannon. I hope you never win another game. So Nate, you continue to surprise me. Tell me who your next player is here. My next player is Demario Douglas. Hmm. Now, I'm buying Demario Douglas. I'm buying a New England Patriots wide receiver right now. Well, I like Demario Douglas, sixth round pick out of Liberty. Ran a 4 4 4. It's 5 7. 5 7, 179 pounds. But, Mike, we're seeing these smaller, quicker wide receivers do something right now in the NFL with Zay Flowers, seeing with Tank Dell. We're seeing Tutu Atwell come into his own right now with the Rams, which who would have thought? So I'm giving Demario Douglas a chance because I like what he's done so far. I like what he's shown with his ability to make people miss, to create some explosive plays. Um, we saw Kendrick Bourne go down with an ACL injury. And because of that, oh, I think Demario Douglas' snaps are going to go up. Um, and we saw that happen. You know, he was sitting around like 20 to 30 for most of the season. But once Bourne went out, he was in the game. He was 61.7% of snaps this past weekend. Ran 24 routes, had six targets, four receptions for 54 yards, 11.4 fancy points. Mike, it's pretty good. It's going to be a top 36 wide receiver this week. And Juju Smith used to call a touchdown, but he's really disappointed so far this season. He hasn't stayed healthy. Devontae Parker's been out there the entire season and no one's heard from him. So what's he doing out there? So he's he might end up being the wide receiver one for Mac Jones the rest of the season just by attrition. And with you got a rookie, you got a team that, you know, maybe they don't know what their future looks like. They got to give Demario Douglas a shot. You know, this is a team that had, you know, Jacoby Myers as a late round pick. So yeah, there might be something here with Demario Douglas. He's not expensive. You can get him for a third round pick right now. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Michael Gallup, Sky Moore, some wide receivers. I would move for him. Give me the rookie with some potential. It's made a couple things happen on the field. It's funny you talk about how Juju's been a disappointment. Then you also listed Sky Moore in that same breath, saying that you can move him for Demario Douglas. I was yeah. just going to say he's been a disappointment too. Although Rasheed Rice better than what I expected him to be at this point. Yep. Um, but that's off topic. All right, so you're buying in on Demario Douglas, and I, I can't hate it. I'm probably not going to buy in on him, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know. I'm personally you're just missing. you're gonna miss out, Mike. I might. No, I mean. I, look, I, I like the upside to Mario Douglas, but we're talking about the New England Patriots right here. I mean, what, I, what's the real upside when it comes to actually scoring fantasy points? I, I guess I guess if you if you put it this way, it's better than whatever you're going to find on the waiver wire any given week. Then, yeah, especially any new year. 20 fab out there. See what happens. You might be able to get – you know what? If Mike – if you play in a league with Mike and for some reason he has to Mario Douglas, you throw him 20 fab, you might make that deal. I probably will, and I will tell you this. I'd rather start him over any New York Giants wide receiver last year. <laughs> yeah. And then we did seven passing yards last week. Darren Waller had over 50% of the receiving yards and he had four. Oh my God. And he Prayers up. The whole game, basically. Prayers up to Dan Rozier being a New York Giants fan and my buddy Rob. Uh, you're a real one, Rob and Dan. <laughs> Hey, and so are you guys. We thank you for listening and hanging in. So let's take a break and hear a brief word from our sponsors. All right, welcome back, everybody. Let's get into my next buy, and that is Brian Robinson Jr. from the Washington Commanders. Yes, I'm buying in. Here's why. He's been a focal point of Washington's offense from 
the running perspective. Terry McLaurin looking good. Curtis Samuel, too. I told you to buy Curtis Samuel. It's very startable. Unlike Antonio Gibson, I think Nate said to buy Antonio Gibson before the season. And look, I get it. I understood where you were coming from, but it's been yeah. Brian Robinson's show. It's been tough. It, it ha- really has been. He's getting good receiving work, too. He's got 95 carries for 384 yards and four touchdowns, 13 receptions for 133 yards and two touchdowns. Look, that's not bad for a guy that we were said can't catch the ball. All right. Um, currently, and again, we haven't had tonight's game yet. It is ongoing as we're recording. So this will be different by the time you listen to it. Currently running back 12 in the season. Oh, by the way, that's only two spots behind Bijan Robinson. And guess what? Bijan has a higher higher ceiling. Brian Robinson's been just as startable. You could have gotten him a lot cheaper before the season. You could have drafted him a lot lower, and you could get him a lot cheaper now, too. Guys like this, they don't have the ceiling. You put him in, they help you win games. It's that easy. He's good for like minimum eight points a game. And that's a bad game for him. Yeah. If and right have- now, that's 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 pretty nice to have that safety at the running back position. I mean, look, he didn't have a great game yardage-wise against the Eagles, but I do believe he had a touchdown. So also, the Eagles are one of the best run defenses in the league. They are. I, um, I didn't start. I had Brian Robinson, my Scott Fishbowl team. I did not start him this week because I knew he was going up against the Eagles. I did because there were there were – places where i just had no choice where it was brian robinson or i'm literally hoping amir abdul gets oh yeah <laughs> gets me, like three receptions or something. i'm like oh, i'll just put brian robinson in there um like i said good depth reliable when you need him um and like nate said reliable and startable running backs they're getting really hard to find yeah since he's gotten shot which i hate to even say that because it's terrible that it happened i don't think he's missed the game he doesn't miss a ton of time. The only time he misses time is when they get behind, which unfortunately happens mm-hmm. a lot, and they're throwing a lot. But he still doesn't have to come off the field. Um, I think that right now it takes a first-round pick to get Brian Robinson, and I know yeah. that because I'm not letting him go for, for less than that. I've had people try to get him in multiple leagues. But I would move Najee Harris right now for Brian Robinson plus. Call me crazy. I don't think you're going to be able to get – Brian Robinson plus for Najee Harris. I, I just I can't start Najee Harris. <laughs> Do Miles Sanders straight up for Brian Robinson too. I might add a little bit onto it. I mean, I started Miles Sanders in a bunch of spots last week. Got me zero points. Killing me. Yeah. Him, Najee. Killing me. Give me Brian Robinson. I'm buying. Nate, you're selling. Um, are you gonna break someone's heart here with this sell? I might, might not. We'll see. I'm going to be selling Christian Watson, though. I was for majority. Can I, can I say one thing? I don't think you're going to break anybody's heart. I think you were pretty vocal on how you felt about Christian Watson since before he was even drafted. And and that's coming from someone who loved Christian Watson before anyone even knew who Christian Watson was. I watched him play Towson University. Uh, I went to a Towson North Dakota State game. Um, I. I loved watching Christian Watson back when we'd looking at him as a UDFA, as a late day three pick. And then once he had all these expectations, I got out of him because Mike, we don't hate players, we hate values. It's true. And um, his value is coming back to earth where I'm in, in a couple of weeks. If this continues with the green Bay Packer offense looking horrid, then his value might come back around where I'm going to be buying back into Christian Watson. But I think this is probably your last chance to sell Christian Watson for some good value. Um, and then he'll be at a value that I think is a bit more approachable. But if you can sell him for better value now, might as well do it. Um, he's look, The offense is not good. Um, Jordan Love 
has not been great, but also his surrounding cast has not helped him out. And just as a whole, that Green Bay Packers offense just needs to improve. And even when it does improve, Watson's going to have his games. We've always said that. I've always said Watson's going to have some big games. He's going to have those boom games. But he's not going to be that consistent top 24 wide receiver like a lot of people have thought Christian Watson could be. And that's because Luke Musgrave is there. That's because Jaden Reed is there. That's because Romeo Dubs is there. That's because Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are there. Now, those names and faces will change over the coming years. But I don't think Christian Watson is going to be out there with a 28% target share or anything like that. He's going to be a down-the-field threat. He's not going to be the target hog. Jaden Reed's seen a lot of targets. Luke Musgrave's getting a lot of targets around the middle of the field. That's what this offense wants to do. And then pepper in those deep shots down to Watson. So right now, only a 17.8% target share. That's not going to get you there, especially with how inefficient this offense is right now. Only averaging one deep target per game in the four games he's been back, so he hasn't even really been used down the field. So if I can get a 2024 first for Christian Watson, I'm all in because I'm getting a better wide receiver with that 2024 first than I'm getting with Christian Watson. Really excited about next year's wide receiver class. Also really excited to move Christian Watson for maybe a player. Um, at this point, Josh Downs has probably done too well to get Josh Downs and a second, but Josh Downs, anything on top for Christian Watson, um, I would move – Christian Watson for an early second and anything of value on top of that. Um, guy, I'm just not valuing that much. And I think we're about to drop off that value. It's going to be lower here soon. So this is your last window to kind of chip Christian Watson out and, you know, get good asset in return. Can I tell you about a trade that I made that involves a Packer? Absolutely. Is it Jay Sternberger? You're killing me, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm trying to find it. Here, I traded to our good friend Porkman. I traded Jordan Love for Jared Goff, and I got Jared Goff. All right. It's a one-quarterback league, but... Hey, Jared Goff's been good. Yeah, and I've been starting him over Trevor Lawrence because he's been putting more points up lately. So, thanks, Pork. Appreciate it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but look, I'm still excited about the Packers' offense for the future. Lots of young players. At some point. I like their head coach, so um, I think it's going to be wheels up for them. Honestly, they could probably win the division next year. It's possible. Uh, well, we'll no, the Lions are pretty good. Why did I forget about the Lions? I was talking about Jared Goff. They so could probably easy. sneak into the wild card next year. Got to see what the NFC East does, not the least anymore. Hey, let's talk about one last player, and then we'll do our scrub pick of the week. I'm selling DeAndre Hopkins because I'm selling on a high. Selling on a high. He's on the wrong side of 30, Nate. He's 31. You know who mm-hmm. else is on the wrong side of 30? Me. It's ah. coming off a great week. I'm 38 in case anyone's wondering. Four catches, 128 yards, and three touchdowns. But we still have to ask ourselves some questions. It appears as though Will Levis has secured that starting job for now. He's going to start on Thursday, I believe, right? Said so he's likely to start on Thursday. Yes, I believe so. I did not get to see that game. Did Malik Willis get any snaps? He did. He got some snaps and wasn't used a lot. Of course, with Will Levis looking so good when they took him out to put Malik Willis in, which wasn't very often, yeah. um, some Titan fans were booing Malik Willis. And after the game, Will Levis came out and said, you know, he was in support of Malik Willis. He was like, man, this guy's been battling for the quarterback position. He's worked really hard. He gives our team a shot, you know, when he's in the game. Props to Will Levis for that. Yeah. You know, you could say what you want. Oh, Will Levis couldn't beat Sean Clifford. One, that wasn't Will Levis's fault. That was James Franklin's fault. And two, hey, guess what? Up until this past week, Sean Clifford and uh, Will Levis were both backups. So yeah. I think we'll be talking more about Will Levis later. 
I think we not will. this podcast, but another one. Stay tuned. But we still need to know: was it a fluke? You know what I mean? Is Atlanta just that bad? Either way, if I could take DeAndre Hopkins and turn him to a pick for next year, that could be a really, really good young wide receiver. I'm gonna do that. What if I could do a, like right now? You're selling DeAndre Hopkins to a contender. If I could get Jaden Reed or Marvin Mims and couple that with a third round pick back on top of it i'm going to do it now that being said i'd be a little more hesitant to make that move if i myself was contending and i think he's the guy to do it but i'd still if i could get younger i'm going to do it i don't think anyone's going to pay a first for deandre hopkins right now um but give me one of those younger wide receivers that's a good move yeah it's probably going to be difficult to move hopkins for i think you can move hopkins for a second but yeah, I like the idea of getting Reed or Mims because it's a kind of a second round value with those it, guys. And you already you have a little bit of establishment, get a little third on top of that. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. So get and younger, can... get some capital on top of it. And Nate, it is time for one of our favorite things of the week. Scrub pick them. What do you got? All right, so last week we had Josh Allen, higher or lower, 0.5 interceptions. And, Mike, like we said, Thursday Night Football Magic, he threw an interception. He did So it. both 6-2 and two on the season in the scrub pick of the week. So this week, Mike, we're doing the podcast early this week. We are. And because of that, they don't have all the, the contests out okay. for Thursday Night Football. So – and we always do Thursday Night Football. So the only contest out for Thursday Night Football is the king himself, Derrick Henry. Ooh. 68.5 rushing yards, higher or lower. Tennessee's playing at Pittsburgh Thursday night. Ooh. At Pittsburgh. Derrick Henry, 68.5 rushing yards. What are you thinking, Mike? What are you thinking? I'm going to take higher. Um the Steelers are looking to be without Kenny Pickett mm-hmm. and Mitchell Trubisky is going to get the start. So yeah, I'm, I'm taking higher. Yeah. I, I like that. I think I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go with higher too. You know, Will Levis out there. I like what I've seen with him in this one game. I like that big arm. It's going to help Derrick Henry out because we might not see as many stacked boxes. I mean, I, hey, the Steelers' defense is aggressive, so they're not going to let that rookie quarterback scare them. But Ryan Tannehill was not testing defenses deep. Will Levis, through one game, has shown that he can. Steelers are going to have to respect that. Like you said, Pickett's not in the game. Should be a close game. Derrick Henry, Titans going to want to control the clock. He's going to get a lot of rush attempts. That rookie quarterback in, like the higher here as well. I'm excited. I'm excited. So there we go. We're both going higher. Everybody, thank you for hanging out with us. And for Nate, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. September is here, and I want to take a second to talk about self-care. When it comes to making an impression, proper grooming is essential to looking and feeling your best when you walk into a room. That's why the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped, are committed to helping men around the world walk and talk with some swagger this season with the best grooming tools on the market. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and enjoy this offer. 20% 20% off plus free shipping with the code Dynasty Rewind at manscaped.com. 
Don't neglect your beautiful self and get right this summer with Manscaped. For the sleekest version of yourself, Manscaped has you covered from head to toe, starting with their brand new Beard Hedge Trimmer. With one guard and 20 adjustable lengths, this device is the perfect travel companion fit to take care of your mane wherever you are. Next in line, who can forget about their signature performance package 4.0? Included in this ultimate grooming bundle is the star of the show, Lawnmower 4.0, equipped its skin safe technology to minimize nicks and cuts in all your sensitive areas. Also included is their crop preserver, groin deodorant, and crop reviver groin spray. I can tell you from experience, this has taken my confidence in the bedroom to a whole new level. Want something you don't mind showing that special someone in your life? Look no further than Manscaped's Boxers 2.0. These are without a doubt the best boxers for men of all ages. I can confidently say I'll never go back to cotton boxer breaks after wearing these. So once again, Manscaped supports the Dynasty Rewind so much they provided an exclusive offer for our listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code DynastyRewind at Manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use the code DynastyRewind. Feel like yourself again and take charge of your life with Manscaped. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.